and hello everybody everybody hello and welcome to we synced it i think yes this is a weekly podcast that focuses in on movies tv and entertainment in between i am one of your hosts pat and this is kev and how is everybody doing today yes 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 what's up kevin man and uh happy belated birthday to pat oh thank you sir thank you (laughs) salutations or my condolences or however i had nothing to do with it it's all about my parents they did all the work <laughs> so i can't get all the congratulations for it but yeah man thanks um it was a pretty un- uneventful birthday and i loved every minute of it <laughs> yeah I, I really just don't like doing anything for my birthday i just like to just chill but uh one thing that i did do and uh, you did it um on like the other day you went to go see ghostbusters so I, I'm a fan of going to the movies on my birthday. So what's your thoughts on that nostalgia kick? That's exactly what it was. It was a nostalgia <laughs> kick. Um, I Honestly, dude, there was not one moment of that movie that I didn't enjoy. It was mm. so much fun to watch. It put a smile on my face. Ghostbusters is one of my childhood favorite movies. It was like, I think if I did a rotation of the movies that I just consistently watched as a kid, it was Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Beetlejuice, the Goonies, and this one brought all those memories back uh, of the original Ghostbusters. Uh, for those who don't know, it was directed by Jason Reitman, who is the son of the original director, Ivan Reitman. And he continued the tradition. I think the, the torch was passed down to him. He knew he, he didn't want to mess it up, and he continued the tradition. Um, some of the complaints about this movie was that it had too much fan service. I thought that's exactly what this movie needed was the fan service. I don't. Um, I don't understand how there can be a complaint about fan service when it's a movie that came out like you would think that it would be predominantly fan service. Is there a problem with fan service? You know, you're dealing with like Marvel, DC when movies come out, and uh, you know, I understand why fans get mad. You guys have been basically paying the bills for twenty, thirty years. This is your. This is your payoff. Yeah, I think I think fan service gets you in trouble when you're working with a franchise that originally maybe was a comic book or a book, and then you're turning it into a movie. Because when you turn it into a movie, you want to appeal to both the fans and to people that just like to watch movies that mm. have no idea about the 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 content. So when you add too much fan service, what happens is. The people that are just wanting to go see a movie, they're not going to get it. They're like, what the fuck is going on? What are all these inside jokes? But Ghostbusters Mm. was never a book. It was never – it was always just a movie. So, yeah, 100% go for the fan service. And the fan service is not really fan service if you think about Ghostbusters being a movie and it's another movie because it's just lore. It's just like, yeah, it's just a story. Like, this is just continuing – the, the thing, like, of course, it's a family business at this point. It's like, yeah, uh, of course, his uh, granddaughter is going to, you know, move into this house and all this. They're going to find some stuff from from the past because, yeah, uh, this is all like uh, it's all situational. And this happened because not because it's fan service, but it's it's part of the whole goddamn story at this point. It's, it's no longer paying fan service. It's part of the, the story. And people should just like get over that. Um, I thought the performances were great. Um, the young lady in the movie, what is her Grace. name? Something Grace. Uh, McKenna Grace. Yeah. McKenna Grace was fantastic. Um, I love the fact that she didn't show too much emotion, and then she explains why. She was like, 
no, all this crazy shit actually makes me calm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that. All yeah. Right. She I, said all that crazy shit makes her calm, and the whole thing about her, her mom going out on a date. The uh, the dude podcast was the guy's name. Not a fan Logan. of that, but uh, <laughs> uh, the fact that uh, he said that yo, you're not you're not tripping that your mom is about to go on a date with your teacher. He says she says something about oh no, outside. I'm uh, I'm straight and narrow, but inside I am screaming, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that makes fucking perfect sense, kind of thing, and I I, I love that, yeah. I really did. I thought Paul Rudd was great. Carrie Paul Co- Rudd is Paul Rudd. Paul man. Rudd is Paul Rudd. Yeah, in every fucking movie, because as I was watching, I was thinking about the podcast that we did where we were talking about Mark Ruffalo. I'm like, Mark Ruffalo is Mark Ruffalo in movies, and we're upset about that. But Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd in movies, and everybody's perfectly fine with it. One, I, I wanted to ask you about how you felt up on this one scene in particular because I noticed a lot of movies do this, and I think people just – maybe it's because people have a fear of it. Mm. The scene with the marshmallows in the Walmart. What did you think about that scene? Did you enjoy it? Like it was fun to watch. Yeah, it was fun It was to funny. Watch. But I noticed a lot of movies mm. – are now turning that into a trope where it's like, oh, these little, small, cute creatures are actually going to attack and be fucking horrendous. Like, is it because so, of that old that old story about the guy who uh, got Gulliver's, caught, Gulliver's, Gulliver's travels? travels? I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know if people have a fear of it, and that's why they keep adding it. So because if, it's roaches. If you watch the movie, what was the the Christmas horror one? Um, are you talking about uh, Krampus? So in Krampus, they mm-hmm. do that in the movie where I think it's gingerbread men that are attacking them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, they're cute. But then they're – and then in Goosebumps, the movie, it was lawn gnomes. And then in Goosebumps Part 2, they did it again with gummy bears. Like is this like a thing? Like, oh, we're, let's get attacked by tiny little cute things? Like, I think so because it's, it's always it, it always comes as a surprise. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Think of Gremlins. Oh, there we go. Like it's always comes as a surprise. Like, oh, there's some these are little little cute things. They're not gonna attack me. Like, remember in the movie, he tried to touch it, and then the shit tried to bite him, which didn't make any sense to me because I'm like, <clears throat> the marshal would try to bite you. It'll be like a little soft kind of nibble kind of thing. But you know, it started doing some uh, some hectic stuff. I think it, it probably is a trope. It's just like something small that you that you think is defenseless, and then you find out that uh, it's going to attack you, kind of shit. It, it's a it's a double play. Yeah. It, it deals on the ah, and then the ah, the whole thing about, like that. That's why I think that why movies do it a lot. Now, the only thing I did want a little bit more of was um, Evil Shandor, the guy that owned the mining company that was in that glass casket. Yeah. I would have loved to see more of his. Of his character, of I his like character, the way they got rid of him, man. But like, it was so quick that like, so basically, there's a whole. I think uh, people were telling me that if you play the Ghostbusters game, like, there's this whole story. Like, you know, he he led a, sat- a satanic cult. He was, you know, uh, sacrificing people. They were worshiping him. You know, all this shit. Like, I would have loved to see a little bit more of that. And like, mm. he was supposed to be a genius architect. Mm. I'm like, damn, like you were, you could do a whole movie on his character. Like, I would have loved to see just a little bit more of him. Like, you know, I don't think they're going to bring him back because, um, what what happened to him and, uh, what his plans were. I I love the fact that he just, like, I mean, he got unzipped, (laughs) like a fucking, like, his name is YKK. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, uh, it was perfect, man. They, I mean, they kept with the original soundtrack, which I loved, all the original songs. They hit those notes perfectly. Um, that Ecto-1 moves, man. 
Back it drifts work. like a son of a bitch, <laughs> which I was shocked because I'm like, man, those tires are how old? Like fucking 30 years old, and that shit is still like, it's still maintaining. That's a crazy ass car battery too. Yeah, there's a lot of lights on that shit, oh, and yeah. it's still working. Um, what did you think of the new Ghost uh, Muncher in replace of Slimer? I thought it was cool, but here's the thing: in the trailer, I remember seeing Slimer though. Yeah, I thought I saw Slimer too. I I I, I could have sworn I or, saw him. Or is that maybe, like a Mandela effect? Was it? I don't know, man. I really thought that I saw Slimer in the trailer because I remember watching him. Like, oh, they're gonna bring back Slimer. They did bring back an original ghost, though, from the original one. Um, the miner? The miner. The bar? Yeah, because in the original one, he was the cab driver. Yeah, and he was just uh, sitting there. Ghostbusters after biggest hero isn't uh, isn't the kids. It's the new Slimer. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm, I must have uh, I must have just saw something. Yo, when I saw his ability to shoot out fucking metal, I was like, oh, Fuck this. If I was one of those kids, I'm like, oh, fuck this. We're not doing this. It's like he's shooting bullets at people. I'm like, nah. And they were hiding behind uh, the little uh, the little metal things. I'm like, nah, man, we can't. Slimer was, I, you could deal with him. Yeah. All he just wanted to do was just eat food. He didn't uh, kill anybody. There was no attempt at killing anybody. Also, first person to die in Ghostbusters series was uh, Vinkman. Yeah. Nobody's ever died in the series but Venkman. None of the ghosts have ever killed anybody. Oh, shit. You're right. Venkman was the first one, and then the, the evil Shandor fucking got ripped in half. Like <laughs> toilet I think paper. he was dead already, right? What what did they do? What? That's another thing. They Did they even explain his suspended animation, the fact that he's in a coffin for like that I, many I years? guarantee it is one of those you got to play the game to understand what's happening. <clears throat> but I love the fact that the reason why the earthquakes was going on is because Venkman was constantly he had a he had the what you call the proton packs that were shooting the the shit down back into the to the hole. So he was constantly um He was the like guardian. resetting. Yeah, he was constantly resetting the whole thing. And he turned the whole goddamn yard into a uh into a trap. Into a trap. I was like, oh man, this is this is amazing. I really enjoyed that movie. No, it was fun. It was touching. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending, especially, um, it was. It had its suspenseful moments. It wasn't. It was just like the original Ghostbusters, where it was like it wasn't too scary, but you know, it still kept you at the edge of your seat. You didn't know what was going to happen next, um, and uh, it just. I, I think it kept the same vibe, but of course, because this movie is starring children. The jokes had to be a little bit more like PG ish. Yeah. Because they did do some like uh some like PG thirteen rated R jokes in the original one. Like when well, uh, like when one like there when was... Ray gets head while he's in bed. Oh yeah. Well no, he got sexually assaulted <laughs> by a ghost. Yeah, he got sexually assaulted by by a ghost in, in bed. They did do one when uh when they met when uh what you call it, the gatekeeper and the key master after they met and stuff like that. They had that little back and forth when they were talking. Says, uh, "Oh, when she was trying to hit on podcasts, said, are you the gatekeeper?" And when they're in the car, and she said, "What happened?" And he said, "You got a little." Uh, <laughs> he said like, something. You, you got a little uh, humpy or bony yeah, or something you got like a little, that. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious, man. I was like, "Oh man!" But the little go kart uh, trapper was pretty cool. The fucking the fact that the car had a uh, gunner seat yeah. was amazing. Um, what else was in there that was? Um, I want to know. Did that happen in the cartoon series? Because I feel like I've seen that before too. 
I think that might have happened in the cartoon show that it had a gunner seat. Like I, I, I see that. Like happening. I feel like I feel like the director just went into the nostalgia to the history and just took a little bit from here, took a little bit from there, which to me Great, mm-hmm. fantastic. That fucking small town, I have to admit, that fucking small town, full of assholes. <laughs> Everybody in that goddamn town, they're quick like this. It's like watching uh, an episode of Gilmore Girls, <laughs> that fucking small town. How quick they are with the wit. It's like, what the fuck? You guys must be, your internet speeds must be like gigs. <laughs> as quick as these motherfuckers are. Because I'm like, yo, everybody's quick with it? Everybody? <laughs> Everybody's quick with the comebacks and shit like that, bro. I come from a big city, so I'm kind of quick. If there, I'd be like, "What? What are you saying to me, man?" Yeah, I was, I was appalled. I was like, "These motherfuckers right here, they want me to throw hands at because I'd have been pissed because I couldn't be that quick enough to fucking respond to some of the shit that they were saying." Yo, I was like, "Yo, for a small town." Jesus but you know what's Christ. great about these small towns? You saw how empty that Walmart was. Parking lot was fucking beautiful, man. Dude, he was walking around. Paul Rudd is walking around the Walmart, and there's like no one else Nobody. in sight. One person screamed because that was the only person that was in the. <laughs> other than him, that was the only other person that was in there. I would love to visit that Walmart. Oh my god! <laughs> and the fact that um, there was no sirens or anything, meaning that there was probably like one or two employees. Yo, to clean up that Walmart. Every everybody works there. Like if they close at ten, they close at ten. Yeah, Everyone at 10. is out at ten. Yo, here's <laughs> everybody either works at that Walmart or that burger spot. But you know what must be miserable if that's a twenty four hour Walmart? I think it was. It Man, looked it looked it. That must be miserable. All that shit. You're just sitting there. Their Black Fridays must be <laughs> <laughs> just employees there. That's it. That's all that's there. Nobody else. Just employees. <laughs> You either work at that Walmart or that uh, that burger spot. That's the only place that you can work at. Which I did like the fact that uh, it was called something. <coughs> I think Spinners. it was Skinners, right? Spinners. Spinners. But when they came back, and uh, you know the ghosts were all running amok at night, the 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 P dropped off, so it was Sinners. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, that. it was Sinners, and I was like, oh, okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. That's when uh, the whole, uh, I mean, fun fact, the the actress, uh, Olivia Wiles, was was in there. And, man, she doesn't uh, disappoint. No, that was fantastic. The Gozer, everything. I loved um, I loved all the inside jokes, too. The Gozer asks Ray the second time, uh, are you a god? In the first movie, he says no, and she blasts them. Yeah. So this time, when she asked him the question, like, Bill Murray elbowed him like, yo, you better not say no. <laughs> he's like, yo, and then I love the fact that Bill Murray still has his wit and he's like telling her like, oh, we could have been the best couple. Yeah. Like, but she's doing that to distract her so that Ernie Hudson can, yeah, can blast her. And then, and then he's like, ah, fuck it. That didn't work. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> yo, I really thought they were going to do the the dough right when they oh, turn on the packs. Yeah. I was like, I was waiting for him. Like, oh, are they going to do it? Nah. But I mean, on top of that, um. Egon's not there. Not yeah. Egon. Yeah, Egon. Egon's the one that... Yeah. yeah. But, so in the original one, they say, do re me Egon. Egon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. I thought, you know, I thought some nostalgia stuff was going to... Uh, like, some more stuff. But the fact that uh, everything that was already there was perfect. 
uh, if you take out the nostalgia out of it, you take out the story. Because we're all like, it's, it's basically like you're just going back to, it's like a family reunion. You know, if if you take out the nostalgia in it, it's like, what are you doing? You just mean the group of people. So there was uh, an after credit scene. Um, Pat, you have a theory about what the sequel should be about. Or yeah. What's your theory on that? Yeah, my theory is that, um, you know, uh, I think they should just go, like, international. Ghostbusters, Inc. They should have, like, different bureaus and different states kind of thing. Maybe, you know, well, even, uh, what you call it, um, Bill Murray's character, he said, he said, uh, he said, uh, home office. He said, yeah, uh, thank Yeah, I'm from the home office. Thanks for dealing with this problem kind of shit. But he was just saying that in fun. But I think they should do that because at the end of the movie, you saw that, um, who, I forgot her name. Dana Barrett? Yeah, Dana Bar- No, that's the, the, the oh, secretary. Janine. No, no, Dana Barrett was, uh, Bill Murray's girlfriend, Sigourney Weaver. No, not Sigourney Weaver. So Janine. Janine, right? She was talking to um, uh, the black dude. I forgot his name. She was talking to Winston. Winston. She was talking to Winston, and apparently, I think they're both like like business partners in a way. And from going off of what Ray said, Winston ended up making a lot of money doing something like uh, just buying a real estate and stuff like that. So this guy is basically like a billionaire, and he's been keeping Ray's company. Uh, like, uh, his, like uh, his his book his bookstore afloat for a long fucking time. So th- you think he's gonna fund the international? Oh yeah. Did you he know he went back to the he went back to the firehouse? Did you? That was a Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice in the beginning of the movie, mm. before the opening scene, it said Ghost Core? Did you notice that? Mm-mm. I didn't see that. So like literally, you see uh, Sony Pictures and then the Columbia Pictures logo, and then it says Ghost Core, and it had the Ghostbusters symbol, and then the first opening shot, and I was like, "What the fuck was that?" I don't know if that was like a like a quick like What's like maybe this is seeing the Ghostbusters feet, the the logo feet. Say that again. You saw the Ghostbusters feet. The logo had feet. In the well, because they added the Marshmallow Man instead of the ghost. At the end, you're talking about at the at the very end. Yeah, yeah. They added the Stave Pub Mar- Marshmallow Man. Mm, not a fan of it. Yeah. Not a fan of the feet, man. But uh, <laughs> no, so I think that. So if you watch the movie again, you'll notice it says Ghost Core mm-hmm. in the beginning of the movie. I think that might have been like a sign, like, oh, this is how it all started. The Ghost Core. Mm. So like the Marine Corps, the Ghost Core. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I think you're that. right. I, I think it does become, like, an international organization. I really do hope that they do that. I think it would be cool. It's kind of like what Men in Black did, where Men in Black went international in the last movie. But they can't be discreet with their shit. Like, they 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 damage shit with their fucking uh, guns. You can't be discreet with that kind of stuff. Like, they, they tore that city, that one block, <laughs> that main street. I don't know what it was, but they went around that block, like, three or four times. <laughs> And they tore that shit up, man. I mean, look at the cops' response. They didn't respond until afterwards when uh, where everything was all said and done and they were driving back home at night. That's when they saw him on the street. So it's, it's, uh, oof. And, and the funny thing is, like, the burger place got, like, fucked up and it was still running the, the, the following day after that. Like, they really, like, people really need burgers that much. 
to like, oh, you know, we just had some kids who just were like, how could you possibly explain what was going on? They were shooting electricity out of a weapon. Like, nah, it's impossible. But yo, that the little girl, she was actually going to try to shoot that cop with the. Uh... Bro, she's that's a <laughs> bro, that's a terrorist in the making. <laughs> yo, when I saw that, when she reached for it, I was like, yo, what? <laughs> what is she doing? She wants to kill everybody. So if you if you had the ability to direct and write the sequel to this and go international or whatever or expand to like a different city, what would what would you Miami, pick? bro? I already told you, man. Have the Miami court be like uh, wearing shorts <laughs> with like shirts like this, right? But a little Ghostbuster thing with like uh, Yavettos <laughs> with sh- with the hair hanging out the chest with with gold chains. Perfect, bro. That's the that's the Ghostbuster Miami branch with glasses. It'll be perfect. You got to think about it like you got to think about uh, Reno nine one one meets Ghostbusters. Yeah, and that's the that's the look. And and they're not gonna ride in the same car. It's gonna be like a Lambo or something. It's gonna be like a. You know, I was thinking like uh, uh, what you call it, Uh, like a Honda, like a ninety (laughs) eight Honda. So you hear the noise. Either that or an El Camino. <laughs> okay. Either that or El Camino. Something that's like, for, or a caddy. The original one is, is is a Cadillac, no? Yeah. Yeah. No, but not a caddy. Like, well, that's a, what, what did it, was that a hearse? Was that supposed to be a hearse or was it like an ambulance? I think it was a hearse. A hearse? Oof. I don't think they make those things like that anymore. I would like to see an SUV. Yeah. So you know you know what I was thinking about? Just based off of what like watching this movie and like all the nostalgia, I'm like, yo, you know, I always wanted to like have a lightsaber, right? As a little kid. But now thinking about it, thinking about how you have to move with a lightsaber and shit in order to do like damage, I'd rather have a a plasma pack. You can you can tag motherfuckers from a distance. I think that's the best, like, make-believe weapon that I would rather have. Either, you know, if you if you had a choice to either have, like, a lightsaber, a plasma pack, what's another, like, make-believe weapon? I could say uh, King Arthur's sword, maybe, but that, that I think that's in the same realm as uh, a lightsaber. Oh, maybe uh, the ring from uh, Spaceballs. Maybe that. Uh, what else? The cloak from uh, Harry Potter, which, by the way, they're bringing that back on HBO. Yeah. They're gonna have another HBO, uh, another Harry Potter. Um, I just recently saw it, so I'm like, man, so soon. To me, it's soon. To other people, they're 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 having a gas over this shit. But yeah, man, what, what would you? What weapon would you want to have? A fictional weapon. Um, I think um, the only problem though was that it it didn't really work that well. But uh, Gary Oldman's weapon from The Fifth Element, if it worked, 
Because it did everything. It had missiles. It had fire. It had those bullets that the track. That the track. Even bullet, if yeah. you're facing the wrong direction, like mm-hmm. it's still gonna track the person. Like I thought that was pretty dope. Did it not work at all? I felt like there was one point he was complaining, or they were complaining. Didn't the aliens complain about the gun at one point to him? No, I think they wanted it. No, he he said that. Oh, as long as you don't hit the red button, he didn't tell him about the red button uh, and walked away. There we go. So it's also a bomb. Yeah, it's also a bomb. So it's like a self-destructing bomb kind of thing. Yeah. I would like if I if I was in charge of the new Ghostbusters, I would like to if they're going to go international, make it almost like a make it feel like almost like Indiana Jones, where they they have to go like country trotting, um, and you know. Because if you think about it, like, all these demons, for some reason, are concentrated in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Every country has its own demon. So yeah. it's like maybe we find out that all what all these countries fear as the demon is actually the same one. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like a global catastrophe thing. So it's like they have to go country trotting. And all the Ghostbusters in all the countries have to, like, work together and shit. So it's almost like an army of Ghostbusters versus the army of the dead or something. That'd be fucking dope. You see that that's along the lines of um of part two because remember there was a there was an army of of dead people who were trying to uh, like were they trying to get to the city? I just remember uh, seeing a line of people walking really slow, but they were like ghostly in part two. I could be wrong. Yeah, it was um, no, no, that that scene, it was the people from the Titanic. The Titanic. Yeah. That's what it was. And then uh, the guy from Chicha Chong is like, oh, better late than never. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh my God, man. And that's another thing, man. Like, so part two happened, right? Part two did happen. I'm reading the description of the movie. It says it takes place 32 years after part one and two. The director did say in an interview, yes, part two is canon, but I don't understand why they didn't mention anything from that movie. They only talk about, oh, remember New York in 1984? And I'm like, yeah, but what about New York in whatever year that was, 89, 90, 91? Like, that was also pretty big. Yeah. You had the fucking Statue of Liberty walking around the city. Like, <laughs> you and remember. It fell. It <laughs> fell, bro. You remember the Marshmallow Man, but you don't remember that? Like, come on. that's That was pretty big, too. I guess everything that has something to do with, uh, with um, what was the name? Gozer? Everything that had something to do with Gozer was like pretty impactful. I guess the other Vigor, that was from another country, right? That painting was from another country. Yeah, he was like from Lithuania yeah. or something like so that. So then they brought that over here. So I guess the lore was only pertaining to, I guess that painting coming here was not really supposed to happen. Maybe that that's what it was, but I thought it was. Um, I thought it was a really good movie, man. What's your what's your rating on this? Where are you going to give this movie? Um, out of four proton packs, I give it a three. Oh yeah, I give it a I give it a three as well. What could have made it four? What could have made it four? Um, I think if if I would have seen just a little bit more of that Evo guy, uh, because that's pretty big. The fact that he was a miner, he uh, he mined uh, metal, which created the apartment in the original Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. He led a cult. Like, I felt like there was just so much story there that they could have explained, you know, because then that that would have also explained a little bit more about why Egon moved to that town and how he discovered about... And oh, why he went fucking crazy yeah, and shit like that. Yeah, just a little bit. 
If I would have seen just a little bit more of that, I think I would have given it a four. And I think more people would have complained less about the whole fan service. Because <coughs> they were introducing something new. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to show this little mysterious story that has been under everyone's nose well, the whole time. I liked, uh, I, I wish that um, mm-hmm. they would have just had, um, they would have found a way to get Rick Moranis in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. They would have got Rick Moranis in there. I think this would have been a four out of four. Because uh, I, I really thought that he was going to come back because you know he made a he made an appearance on um, what show is that the Gil- the Gilberts on ABC and I'm thinking that oh my god so since he made an appearance on the Gilberts even though he was wearing the helmet of uh, the guy from Spaceballs maybe he wasn't even there he could have just did the audio how would you have introduced Rick into the movie. Um, Oh, his his character is way too lively. Man. So I think that because remember he was an accountant. Yeah. If he was Ernie Hudson's accountant for his business, mm-hmm. you know he's a successful businessman. He yeah. needs an accounting team, and then you show that he's the accountant. Oh my god, bro! I hope, yeah, if if they do part two and they have him in there, like he's like the CFO, of the fight, yeah. You know. So he's over here just worried. He just dealing with the money kind of stuff. Yeah, I was I was uh I don't know if you look on there's another podcast that's on uh that's on TikTok. They put out like little clips and they they recently saw Ghostbusters and what you call it and uh they were saying that Rick Moranis' character is supposed to be the gatekeeper. No, he's supposed to be the key holder, but he is constantly getting locked out of every place that he's in kind of shit. Like you see him like at the in the party and then he walks out, talks to uh Sigourney Reaver's character, then he gets locked out of there. And then when he gets chased by the the big dog thing, he yeah. gets locked out of the restaurant. Which, by the way, I thought that was the funniest scene. The fact that he was getting attacked, people looked, and then they just kept on eating, man. I, I sink, sinkly, bro. Like, everybody was just like, they saw that he was getting attacked by some big fucking animal and just kept on looking kind of shit. Uh, he also, at the end of the movie... When he's walking, when uh, when they leave to go on another trip or something like that, the big door, yeah. he tries to close the big door, the small door opens, and then he has to walk back out and stuff like that. And if you think about it, part two, they're inside the museum fighting the bad guy. He's on the outside. He gets locked out again, bro. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's fucking hilarious. And then, See, that would be cool to add in the sequel where, like, he comes into the rescue and he even says, like, I'm not getting locked out this time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like I think that line where everybody would go crazy. Like people outside, you know what's funny about that shit? When I, I mean, even as a little kid, I always thought that yo, know, people outside thought that he was actually doing some work with that fucking thing, bro. Cause he would just yeah. And then all of a sudden the slime starts like disappearing and they're all petting him on the back and he's like, I did it. I did it. <laughs> if they still kept that slime man not nah, after 30 years that slime is probably no good anymore that shit that makes you feel good or something if if you hit it on people it uh, it makes them feel like euphoric and shit like that no he, he said something that for like a thousand uh if you're upset and mm-hmm. you have the slime on you it's gonna amplify that 
if you're listening to like good music and like something that you enjoy, it's gonna make you feel the opposite. But but then they make it so because when they were uh, at the end of the movie when uh, they slime, they the played the music, which makes people feel good. And they did it in the Statue of Liberty because the Statue okay. of Liberty is like motivational. Because that whole scene with uh, the guy who's at Why You Came, <laughs> when he was talking to Ray, and they were all supposed to say, he's like, you know what, man? He's like, what? He's like, I love you too. <laughs> that shit is fucking hilarious, dog. <laughs> oh my God, man. That shit is funny. Bring, I, I, I still can't see the complaints. Even though the, this movie is getting. Uh, Rotten Tomato gave this movie is giving this movie sixty one percent right. Rotten Tomato gave this movie sixty one percent and giving what? What did the audience give it? The audience score. Good question. Let me find out. Oh, why am I using this? I'm sick of t- yo. I, this new laptop. Uh, oh ho, ho! This is good, bro. Audience gave this movie ninety six percent. I didn't know. I didn't know that. That mean that means the world to me. Audience is giving this movie ninety six percent, and critics are giving this movie sixty one percent. Yeah, critics are giving this movie sixty one percent out of two hundred and five reviews, and uh, twenty five hundred plus audience members are giving this movie ninety six percent. Now. I'm going to go to the Ghostbusters that happened in 2016 and see what the reviews are. 49% of people, of 49% people gave this movie, no, no, 49% the movie got for the audience. And that's out of 100,000 plus people. Critics gave this movie 740%. That's out of 390 reviews. Let's let's uh, let's check out some of these reviews. Oh, these critics are weird as fuck. You know, and I mean, be that as may, we we really don't give a fuck about what these critics say. But we are gonna critic, we are gonna critique the fucking critics because I always feel like people want like um, when they want when they're watching a movie, critics when they're watching a movie, they want it to be more than just. A movie, I guess. Do you think that maybe they were just afraid that they were going to get canceled if they critique this movie? That I, I you know, I want to say that, but I don't want to. You know what I mean? Because I, I want, I want to think that these people got their job because they're better than, than what I'm thinking. What they are, you know what I'm saying? I want to think that, but I, but I'm finding out <laughs> that they're not. They're not. They're not better than what they, who I think they are. What's that? What's that? They are who they think they are, whatever they, whatever that shit is. Let me see. Now, for the Ghostbusters 2016, we're going to go with uh, Matt Brunson. Okay, I'm going to go with Matt Brunson here. Whether on its own fearless terms or... This guy gave this certified fresh because I see a full tomato. Uh, update of the Zeitgeist Charge Smash. Here's a pop culture popcorn picture designed to raise spirits in more ways than one. I'm not going to see his. Oh, he gave this movie three out of four stars. Um, Rick Marshall, nostalgia weighs heavily on director Paul Feig's Figg's reboot of Ghostbusters, but the film's talented cast, particularly Kate McKinnon, 
and clever uh, writing prove more than capable of shouldering the burden. Okay. Now let's go to Ghostbusters. I'm going to go for the one that uh, gave this movie... Uh, I guess this is a Smash Tomato. Why are Smash Tomatoes... Uh, what you call it? Oh, it's not certified fresh. It's green because tomatoes are green. Yeah, figure that shit out. Okay, Afterlife is eventually reduced to the cheap appeal of nostalgia pandering. Oh, wait. I think critics don't like nostalgia at all. No. They don't like old shit at all. Anything that makes you feel like reminiscent of when you're a little kid or anything like that, they don't like that shit at all. It's what I'm saying because it's what I'm thinking because this guy, Rick Marshall... He was saying, like, this movie was, uh, when now I'm talking about the Ghostbusters 2016 movie, he said that this movie's going to be riddled with nostalgia, but the new cast shines through that. And this review says that uh, this movie just appeals to nothing but nostalgia. I think this is nostalgia done right, though. Because think about it, like uh, Mortal Kombat. <clears throat> The movie Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. that came out on uh, HBO. That movie had nostalgia in it, right? With uh, the more Com- the 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 fight uh, the fight and stuff like that. But they also try to add some new themes to it. New fucking character. No Mortal Kombat, but we're also we're also seeing f- uh, fatalities and stuff like that. Uh, we find out some new rules to it that you don't actually have to be in Mortal Kombat to actually. Uh, to win because you can fight people outside of the, the actual competition mm-hmm. and you can basically cheat your way to, uh, I guess, like universal domination kind of thing, yeah. which nobody really likes because it's like people want more combat for it to be more combat. It's in the fucking title kind of thing. I don't know, man. Sometimes nostalgia is good. But it, it seems like if you try to add too much of a new kind of kick to it, there's, there's a formula for it. I just don't know how to word it, but I know what it feels like. You know, you're like, you know what good nostalgia feels like, and you know what it feels like. <clears throat> it's like, um, it's not, it's like it leaves a bad fucking taste. Like, what's it? What's a what's a movie that's uh, what's a movie that has good nostalgia and bad nostalgia? Other than Mortal Kombat or the Ghostbusters movie, I actually think the one that was all female led actually did have nostalgia, but it was bad. Like, so for example, the hottest person in the original Ghostbusters movie was Sigourney Weaver. She gets possessed. Mm-hmm. The hottest person in the all female one is the guy who played Thor, and he gets possessed. Mm-hmm. At the end of Ghostbusters, there's a giant uh, marshmallow man attacking the city. In the new one, it's the giant ghost from the logo that comes to life. And is attacking the whole city, like it's. You're gonna tell Bro, me, I don't like, remember any of that. Yeah, because you were asleep. <laughs> you, were, you were passed out. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking? about? I remember a dance number. That was the credits. A dance number, dude. Ghostbusters had a dance number. Yeah, it was a dance number, right? They, yeah, there was. It was trash. It was stupid. And then there was that ongoing joke about the wonton, and I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do with? Have you ever had a wonton before? The wonton soup. So she ordered a wonton soup, and it came with one wonton in the middle of the soup. And she keeps ordering it from the same restaurant. They keep giving her the one wonton, and she keeps complaining. And it's like, all right, stop ordering from that restaurant then. But she keeps... 
You know what? You know what I feel like. I think that that's one of the things that is like a person who writes. I think that should actually happen to them, and they must have like thought it was so funny that I'm gonna put this shit in the fucking movie. Because have you not complained about like you ordering food and then it's like damn, they they fucked up on my my fucking order. But then you order from them again, thinking that they're gonna fix it. You probably put like a little note and they fuck up again. I think that's what that was. But maybe I should watch this movie again. Maybe a, maybe I'll get a, a critical thought. And at the end, they used the, fe- the the same original song, but they had Fall Out Boy cover it in the all female Ghostbusters. In this when one, they, something strange. They they used they they had Fall Out Boy cover, and it was horrible. In when this one, something strange. And he's like, "What's something strange?" Like he's he's going like super fast and shit. This one actually had the original Ray Parker song at the end. Let me see. This is a bad review of uh, the Ghostbusters that uh, 2021. Uh, by the time the original G-Buster shows up, it has developed into a daddy issue drama with special effects, which was very creepy by the end, but not in a spooky or funny way. Interesting. This guy's from a radio station, so this guy is this guy is old news. You're on a dying format, man. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that, but yeah, I said it. Uh, okay, let me see. This is another Rotten Tomato from uh, from this one. Uh, Jason Rittman, with the best intentions, has inherited the mantle, but misunderstood the appeal of his dad's film. He's turned Seinfeld into family ties. Yo, oh, that's another thing that was weirding me out. When did when did uh when did he have enough time to have a kid? He had to have had the kid before he started busting ghosts in New York, right? Well, this movie takes place thirty two years after. So as soon as. As soon as uh, part two, yeah. Soon, the, so, so he, he just gets it in right there. How old is his? How old is his, his yeah, daughter? Who, who was the mom? Well, you know who I thought the mom was, Janine. Yeah, I thought it was her, but she was filling. She was filling my boy Rick Moranis in part two. You remember that? Whenever but she was also filling uh, Egon in the she first. She was filling one. him hard. She was filling him like, but he wasn't. Re- he wasn't reciciating the no. shit. It was like. It was unanswered. It was unanswered. But or maybe, was, or maybe he has that same trait that his granddaughter has, where it's like on the outside, it's nothing. I, I think that's what it is. How <clears throat> you think? Because there was also a, at the end credit scene, there was also a. Um, they showed the the coin thing that was going on. I that, don't that was that was a, a deleted scene from the original movie. They never showed that in the original film. Oh, for real? Yeah. What was that supposed? That to was do? like archival footage. Yo. The fucking footage looks good. The CGI, like yeah. not not the not only the C, not the CGI, but I'm talking about the 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 commercial that they had. When oh, yeah. I saw it, I was like, "Yo, I don't know if they touched it up a little bit, but it looks good." And I really want to watch the Ghostbusters in theaters. Uh, some theaters are actually showing it in. Uh, I don't know, like re remastered or something like that, but you can watch it in theaters for like five bucks now if you you go to like AMC or something like that. And I really want to give that a a, a watch because I've never seen it in an actual theater before. But man, 
movie is I really enjoyed it. The the CGI of um of Rick Moranis, not Rick Moranis, uh uh, Egon Egon was I thought it was I thought it was him <laughs> I was like yo uh, whoever I mean whoever they got to do the the CGI of him like uh, being a ghost they they put their fucking foot down on that shit bro they're doing a really good job creating these old actors back like when we saw Halloween they, they did the same thing with the yeah. with the doctor like I thought that was for real I thought that was like Unused footage. Yeah. And that was just makeup. Not even CGI, just makeup alone. That was just makeup? Yeah. Yeah, I remember you told me that. People are getting real good. These deep fakes that are going to come out <laughs> now, yo, you're not going to be able to know unless you have like the actual file itself and see what, what date it came out on. Guaranteed. These people are getting good with their technology. Now I'm trying to see who gave this movie a bad review. Like the 2016 movie. The ginger swap is... You see? That's what... I don't like the fact that motherfuckers who gave it a bad review always seem like they have a... Like some type of agenda, political... Yeah. Remember uh, last week we were talking about the whole thing? Like, if you're going to start off a sentence by saying that uh, this is left wing or this is right wing kind of shit... I'm automatically checking you out as uh, you're, you're, you're a piece of shit. Okay, let me see. This one says, Ghostbuster isn't as tight as the original, but it does have flourishes of real uh, comedy. The cast and filmmakers really play to the audience expectations, but unfortunately they do not f- uh, fully realize the potential of what they can do. This is from the 2016 movie. I do agree with that. Let me go to the gender swap thing. Let me see. The, the gender swap is, for the most part, one of its strengths. Oh, there we go. It's when we examine everything else that things start to unravel. This is a movie review. This is a guy who writes movie review. Check this out. It just wasn't very fresh. This is a critic. And this is another one. It just didn't click for me. This, this reviewer page is called... Movie bitches. <laughs> Yo, how we, how can we be on one of these things, man? If you're just doing that, how can you put yourself as a critic? I want to. We should be critics. Yeah. If, if if that's all you need to write, it just didn't click for me. Let me see how long the review is. If the re- oh no, this is actual. It's not even a review like an actual. Damn, I went back. Wait, I, I'm fucking up. It's an it's. You click the review, you go to the actual video on YouTube. We could do this shit. And then we can actually like be official um what was that called? Publicists or publishers? Like yeah. when we go to events, we could just say like Yeah, you can read our content on uh Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so what do you think about calling by your name? Uh I think uh, Lil Nas X did a better version of Call Me By Your Name than the actual movie did. That's my thoughts. <laughs> but did you see a um, heavy metal rock artist who peed on, who urinated on a male fan on stage? No. Yeah, I'll put, put that in the notes. You got to, here's the thing. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this. When I saw this, but I really didn't care. I really didn't care, but then when you see who peed on the male artist, check her out. 
Here she is right here. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? Um, I'm like, she over here peeing on people? Look at her. Is there like a video? Yeah, there's a video. Here it is right here. Uh, let me. Daytona, Florida. You know. You know it's got to be in Florida. Maybe she she peeing on people because her last name is Eurista. <laughs> She's got to live up to the name? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> uh, Sophia Eurista U- told Daytona, Florida crowd, I got to pee and I can't make it to the bathroom, so we might as well make a show, make a show out of it. <laughs> what type of rock... Uh, to me, I think the I think the show that she does is like a um, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. She got a fan. Here's the thing, right? I like I, I was thinking to myself. I'm like Pat. This is like a fetish. Would I would I let a woman pee on me? Maybe. Yes. On stage, no. On stage, no. No, because here's the thing. Like, I have to be able to go outside my house respectfully. If somebody asks me, would you like fries with that? I got to say yes, respectfully, not thinking that this person would probably have the show who saw me get peed on. You know what I mean? But do you really think that you're going to be, like, attacked? You don't think that people are going to be like, hey, man, congratulations. No, 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 no. No. For every person who's going to be like that, that's going to be like, I can't believe it. And I'm, I really don't care what people say, but, yo, leave the things that you do in the comfort of your own home in the comfort of your own home. If if you and your girl are into peeing, leave it be. I'm fine with fetishes. I'm fine with, like, uh, things like that because it's like, whatever. She is gorgeous, bro. <laughs> but that's beside the point. She can sing, too. Like she, well, as she was peeing, she was holding. She was holding the note. She was like, "Yeah, yeah," and I was like, "Man!" But the guy who was getting peed on, he didn't care. He raised his hand up in there in the air. I don't think that she should have apologized to the crowd because, uh, from what I heard, I think the crowd was uh, they were okay with it. <laughs> what, what? What? Yeah, where are we gonna go to now? We had Doja Cat say, "Bitch, I'm a cow." Now we're, we're we got people peeing on stage on people. We've seen but, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, Marilyn Manson used to do shit like this. He, Not yeah, on yes, he used to pee on people. Yes, he peed on someone one time. He, uh, I think he like fucking kicked someone in the face one time. Um, well, fucking no, uh, Ozzy Osbourne fucking bit a bat's head off. And there was also a female uh, uh, rock star who she took out her tampon and threw it into the crowd. Yeah, this ain't. This is just this all, is, yo. All these things are not new. I'm realizing because also take take into consideration that tragedy that happened at um the damn what's the name of that uh, that show <laughs> with Travis Scott. This video is showing everything though. No blurs. No, no, but like dog, the amount that's coming out, bro. It's not like a little. Stream. She said she had to pee. No, no, it wasn't like a stream, bro. It's like gallons. It's like she said <laughs> that she had to pee. Like. That shit went all over the guy. Bro, but you know what's crazy? I see that her other people that are on stage have, mm. like, trumpets in their hands. What type of rock is this? It's a ska. It better... <laughs> okay, you see, that makes it... That right there makes it weird. If it was Marilyn Manson, it's like it goes along with it. I can actually find her music on Spotify. Let me... Um, 
give a little sample of one of her tracks. Let's see what's going Bro, on. Bro, this looks like a pop. No, I don't want to log in. I just want to play a song from her. Oh, this is her performing live. <laughs> That ain't her song, but she can sing though. I'll tell you. But I, I, I would have thought that she was like some punk rocker or like some gothic. Too. Yo, to be honest, when I saw what she did, I was like, oh, she's probably like some like punk rocker or something Party. like that. But then you, you said that they have trumpets on stage. Maybe she likes some no doubt. Maybe she's like a no doubt kind of person. Yeah, but that still doesn't match. I'm gonna do the bunny way, bunny Don't speak. Get out of here. That. Yo, I'll be pissed off if she's gonna pee on me to don't speak, bro. I'll be fucking pissed. Don't speak, really. Like, for real. Like, I need you to pee. What, what song would you want a girl to pee on you on, too? <laughs> what? Like if, if she was to be the person who made the song, what what song would it be? You know what? I got it. You know what song it'll be? <coughs> uh, the Deftones. Yeah, the Deftones. Shove it, shove it, yeah. <laughs> like she got it. Got to be like some hardcore wow. shit, you know, like. I'm not, not like sexualizing or anything like, like that. The beautiful people, the beautiful people. Because at least it sounds like it's going to be kind of fast and just hard and just is out there kind of thing. But getting peed on to like a No Doubt song, that lives with you forever. You got to go through like some type of therapist. And that brings us to our sponsor, uh, Headspace. <laughs> Uh, no, we we're not sponsored by Headspace, but you can your ad can be here at this point after we're talking about uh Sophia Sophia or what's her name Eurita Eurista Eurista. I'm saying that she peeing on people because of yo. But here's the, another thing: this is a president. People gonna expect this kind of stuff at your show. Well, they're gonna try to top that. They're gonna say, "Let me shit in your mouth." Nah, I would never do that. That's 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 pushing the line. Pee, okay. Shit, no, we're not doing that. Maybe in private, no, no, Pat. What are you doing? <laughs> Never do that. Don't even say that you'll do that. You don't want that kind of people. You don't want those kind of people. You get affected by 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 that kind of shit. So, what kind of music is it that she does? Like, I need to know. Like, uh, what's a Wikipedia page? Didn't you have her Spotify up? Yeah, but it wouldn't let me go. Oh, as a matter of fact, I oh, because I never set up my Spotify on the actual. Uh, Hold on, I can play it right now. Oh, bro, she only does covers. She looks like she's one of these TikTok people. Oh, she did. Yo, she even did a cover of that song from Deftones. You know what that means? It's Destiny. Yo, I'm just saying. But she has covers of like all types of songs. Okay, so that trumpet was just there maybe for just one song then. She did Rage Against the Machine. I think that was the song that she was covering when she was peeing on somebody. She did uh, Tool. She's done a lot of Rage Against the Machine. 
Rage Against Machine, Tool. What song from Tool? <laughs> the Pot? <clears throat> I don't know what song that is. I, who I, I go down in history as a person who, who doesn't know. that song before. Oh, that's a trumpet. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're basically trying to zero in onto what track and what point that she was, was she actually peeing on somebody? And was that fan, was was he just a fan of Tool and he liked the fact that he liked her rendition of it? No, I think it, he, he, he saw was a fan of her. Saw. He was like, I want her to pee on me. Yeah. That is a, that is a huge ask. When do you ask a girl to pee on you? That's not on the first date. That's not on the second date. That's not when you're in an actual relationship because she might think of you different. Is it the first night? No. Third night. Third night, you ask. This was brilliant. She's going to find a lot of fan base. Let me pee on somebody. See what happens. I think that's been our show, dog. I think we should end with uh, people just getting peed on. <laughs> uh, from R. Kelly to uh, actually, it was beyond R. Kelly. It was a there was another artist who was who was uh, peeing on people. What's up with artists just peeing on people? That's a deep thought, and that's a, that's something that everybody should think about. You probably been peed on and had, you haven't even noticed. Thought it was raining. She did release an apology. Why? She said that she she admits that she pushed it too far. She didn't oh. seem like it when she was doing it, though. Yeah, she said that. She said that, yo, I need to pee <clears throat> and fucking might as well turn it into a show. Put that fucking saying on the goddamn shirt. See if we can have her on the podcast. Just talk about uh, say if if you if you had to do this every night, once a night, um, what song would you want to do it to and. She's in a relationship with that person. Oh, okay, that's fine. She she's in a relationship though. That's the thing that sucks. <laughs> Thought she was single. Thought I had a chance. My my chance went from one uh, percent to zero percent. <laughs> Damn, that is that is that is a that is a fetish somewhere. Uh, I'm gonna play some music because I'm still shocked. <laughs> about her peeing on people on stage. Actually, that's kind of embarrassing. It's like, man, that is that's a gutsy move. Hope it, hope it pays off, which I think it does. I'm not really sure how many followers she got with it, but she deserves like at least 100,000. She's going to blow up now. This video so far has gotten already over a million views. What are the comments saying? Are they pro? Someone wrote, I think he's lucky that in the midst of pushing and singing, she didn't shit herself. <laughs> hey, that's a positive outlook. We like positive outlooks. Someone said, not sure why I felt curious enough to search for this. <laughs> bro, you got to see how much she's paying. It's fucking, bro, it's like a water hose. And someone wrote, yo, she's got the whole Nile River up in there. <laughs> bro, someone wrote, that was a hell of a stream. Like a cow stream. She wasn't kidding that she really had to go. <laughs> Next song, I did it all for the dookie. (laughs) 
Oh my god, man! Yo, the comment section, bro. I, I love them. I, I her fucking na- love them. Her name is Eurista. She's like a barista before you know. For your yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, yo. It's like it's in her name. That guy was a symbol of the whole fans and anyone that wanted to pick a ticket for that shit. Wait, I don't. I need. To, I don't like how people just start like start recording. Right before the action, I need to see how it got to that point. I need a documentary on the guy. Like, I woke up in the morning. I went to this concert. Uh, she asked me to get on stage. I didn't know what she was going to do. She told me to lay down on the floor, and then she then she just uh, the you know just started to uh, urinate right on me. Bro, but the fact that you were filming her because you were enjoying her performance, and then all of a sudden that still goes on, you're like. You just focus more like, oh, thank God, I'm already filming. Yeah. Because my thing is that I never have my phone out never, when never. something goes on like that. The fact that someone was already recording, it's like, oh, shit. Oh, no, bro, I'm going to make so much money off of this. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> and it's one of those things, like, you can tell your people, like, oh, yeah, man, uh, she peed on somebody. She did what? That's going to go in history with uh, with the Ozzy Osbourne biting the bat that people saw. Um, well, I was saying one of the rock stars who uh, threw a tampon at somebody. And wh- who else you said uh, who did something? So Marilyn Manson, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Marilyn Manson also peed on people. People need to get it together. Before you go on stage, get it together. And and as a fan, you should be able to be like, you know, I'm willing to wait like five minutes if this person just wants to go to the back end uh go to the bathroom and as a person who makes and if you're a person who actually makes stages and stuff like that put the bathroom a little fucking closer please can you do that for me can you do that for me so they can they don't have to go inside of a fucking bucket or anything like that (laughs) or go on a person an actual fan please with that being said i've been pat and this is a song from sophia urinates she should start making her own song her own music, though. Once again, I've been Pat. And this is Kevin. And we shall see y'all next week. We've been us and y'all been y'all. I hope everybody had a ball. Peace. <laughs>